Good evening. And as always, I want to uh, thank you for watching this evening. Uh, I am sitting in the van at Unity Point, south of Carbondale, and uh, just have been so busy today, I was unable to get this video uh, up and running during the day, so I am sitting in the parking lot while the junior high girls play at Unity Point. And so uh, you might be saying, well, uh, it's our best case scenario. We can hear you, but we don't have to see you very good. And so, uh, again, just thank you for uh, watching tonight. Again, I hope the internet quality is good. Um, like I said, uh, middle of a van, middle of a school parking lot uh, at Unity Point. So uh, tonight as we're continuing on on this uh, Bible study of David Jeremiah, Why the Nativity, uh, I was told last night that you can watch a movie about this on uh, David Jeremiah's website. Uh, I think it's 4.30 is what Mary and Bill were telling me. You can watch it on one of the cable channels. And so just really a lot of opportunities to study the nativity and why Christmas matters. And tonight we're looking at two things about why there was no room at the end and why the stable. And uh, if you have not watched our Wednesday night Bible study, we did have a PowerPoint with some pictures of of Bethlehem and uh, the cave or the area where they think Jesus would have been born. Uh, we looked at the Church of the Nativity. Uh, we looked at just a lot of those things that are historically important to the Christmas story. But when we think about the no room at the end, um, we have to understand this, that just like in that day, there was no room for Jesus that the correlation with today is that so many people have gotten so busy with the things of this life, with the desires that they have, with the ambitions that they have, that they have became too busy for Jesus. You see, the people that were here in this town at this time weren't doing anything wrong. They were obeying the government. They were doing what they were told. They were registering to the census so they could pay their taxes. But yet, they were so busy doing good things that they did not understand the God things. And in our life, I want to challenge us tonight as we think about um, the fact that there was no room for Jesus. What have you brought into your life that has made no room for Jesus? Has your job become so important that you can't spend time with your family in devotion? Has your hobbies became so important that you can't worship Jesus on Sundays? Has the pursuit of money and fame and fortune uh, brought out the worst in you? Or tonight, can you say, I've made room for Jesus in my heart and in my life? And uh, when we think about the crowds of this day, the thousands of people crammed into this little city, I wonder, as David Jeremiah says here, how many must have walked right by that mother and her newborn child 
without even a good morning or a curious glance. Surely they turned up their noses at the excited but unwashed shepherds who brushed by them on the way to the stable. God's greatest gift came wrapped in mystery so that no one knew what was inside. The Son of God was born into this world. Eternity infiltrated time and space. Why then was there no room at the end? If God could move a star, if God could bring wise men for the room, why could God not create room for the baby? I think it's one because God does the work of sending Jesus. God does the work of saving us on the cross. But we are the ones that have to make room for Jesus in our lives. Most of us have been in church. We grew up next to a church. We've had someone in our family that went to church or loved Jesus. Many people have sit and listened to sermons and been in Sunday school and went to vacation Bible school. But yet, as they grow up, they make no room for Jesus. Too busy, too focused. And tonight, I want you to know that I believe that's the case. I believe that God has done everything necessary but you have to make room. You have to open up your heart. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I love you and I need you and I want a relationship with you. Because friends, if you don't, one day it will be too late. Then other people, the second question tonight, why the stable? Why a place like a cave? Why born in a trough that would feed animals? Well, most of us, if we've ever thought about this, we have to recognize that this would not have been an ideal place for a baby to be born. The smells, the, the uncleanliness of it, all of those things would have been a problem. But yet, Jesus was born there. Jesus was born into a place that most of us would not sit down and eat a meal. But yet, the King of kings and Lord of lords was born here. Tonight I want you to see this that I believe in my personal opinion is that we see this because it teaches us true humility. Why? Because it doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you had when you were born, what side of the tracks you lived on, what your parents' professions were, how you came into this world or the circumstances that surrounded it. They don't have to define you. Jesus was born to normal, simple parents in a undesirable spot, in an undesirable situation, but it didn't define who he was. He still was the perfect Lamb of God. He still went to the cross and died for my sins and for yours. He still was buried and rose again. He still sits at the right hand of God. He is still coming back in the clouds. He is still at the right hand of the Father to rule and reign forever. But yet he was born into nothing. And I really hope that you'll hear that because so many times we value people on their family name, on their family background, on their parents' jobs, on their cars, their stuff. And none of that really matters. I believe Jesus teaches us the beautiful picture of humility. Second Corinthians says it like this. Though he was rich, 
yet for our sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make us rich. You see, Jesus had everything. He was everything. But yet he was born into this so that I could be saved, so that I could be a part of the family of God, so I could be adopted as a child of God. And friends, that could not have happened unless he humbled himself, came and took our place. And so tonight, as you think about the stable, as you think about no room in the end, remember your circumstances, your situations don't define you. Jesus does. And so, like I said, I'm sitting in a parking lot. Uh, I got to go back into a ball game. And uh, thank you uh, for listening. I hope that you know how important I think this devotion is uh, to be sitting in a car uh, by the bright lights of a dome light. So uh, please, if you don't have the book, it's available on the internet. We can get you one at church. They're a wonderful tool to give to people. And just remember this Christmas season that God loves you, that God has a purpose for you, and that who you are in him means everything. God bless you, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.